If you have your Bible with you, uh, if you have your Bible with you, we need to turn to Romans chapter 5, Romans chapter 5, and I'm going to read from verse 1 all the way down to verse 21. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since, therefore, we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. For sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. And the free gift is not like the result of that one man's sin. For the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation. But the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. For if, because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. For as by the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. Now the law came to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more, so that sin, as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. May God bless to us this reading from his holy word. Well, you know, I think one of the most difficult concepts at times for people to understand is the concept of sin. Uh, when I talk to non-Christians, 
Uh, one of the things that many non-Christians struggle with is the, the thought, hey, I'm basically a good person. Uh, what are you talking about sin? I've not really done anything all that bad. I've really not hurt anybody. I've not injured anybody. Uh, and so what are you talking about this sin thing? It all sounds so judgmental and, and almost vindictive. And you're like, you're trying to make me feel guilty or control me or something like that. Uh, and so it's, it's sometimes it's very, very difficult for people to understand it. Even for us as Christians, it's difficult for, un, for us to understand it. I mean, we've been saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. Therefore, our sin has been washed away. Our sin has been neutralized. We're no longer subject to sin. But at the same time, we all still struggle with sin. And we think, okay, what is going on here? Why am I struggling? And uh, even later in this passage from Romans in chapter 7, I mean, Paul is doing that. He says, I'm a wretched man. I mean, the, there are things I don't want to do that I do and things that I do want to do that I don't do. You know, wh wh what's the solution to this? What's the help for this? And I think one of the, I wouldn't say blessings of COVID-19, because I don't think it's a blessing in any way, shape, or form, but I think one of the things that we can learn from COVID-19 is how to understand sin better. I think COVID-19 and sin have a lot of things in common, and we can learn, when we look at COVID-19, we can learn a lot about sin and the effects of sin in our lives and even in our world. And I think we can understand better how sin spreads and, 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 uh, and, and the life, the quote-unquote, that sin seems to have. Uh, and so I want to do a bit of a comparison, and I've got a number of items to compare uh, COVID-19 and sin and a number of ways in which they are similar. And so I want to talk through a few of those things with you now. The first thing is that both COVID-19 and sin seem alive, but they are not living. We know COVID-19 is not really a living thing. A virus is not really a living thing. It, it, it exists on that borderland between something that has life and something that is, uh, is nothing more than, than something that's mechanical. Uh, COVID-19, it relies on hosts to replicate, host cells in order to replicate and spread. Uh, but COVID-19 almost seems to be alive in the way that it affects us, uh, making us sick, controlling our lives if we get it, if we come down with it. But without living cells, COVID-19 cannot multiply. In the same way, sin is not a living thing. Uh, it relies on people, its hosts, in order to replicate and spread, but sin can seem alive in the way that we struggle with it, in the way that we wrestle with it, in the way that it affects us. But without people, sin cannot multiply. A second similarity we see between COVID-19 and sin is that COVID-19 and sin came into the world through one person. This is one of the most difficult things to understand when it comes to sin. You know, how are we all infected by the sin of that one man, Adam, even though Adam uh, died uh, so long ago? Well, COVID-19 came into the world through one man. There was a first person who was infected 
by COVID-19. And from that one person, COVID-19 has gone around the world into, I think, almost every country of the world, except for a few in the South Pacific, uh, certainly every continent of the world, it has infected people all around the globe. But COVID-19, through this one person, came about because of one person doing something that was known not to be right or healthy. It was known uh, years ago, more than uh, a decade ago, that these wet markets that are selling live animals like bats uh, alongside uh, other food, was the, that they were really dangerous and that they were breeding grounds for viruses. And yet, despite the fact that people everywhere around the world were warned about this, people kept using them and people kept doing these practices, these sinful, these wrongful, unhealthy practices, and that led to this virus affecting everything. Now we can start to see this with regard to sin. Sin comes into the world through one man, Adam, but from Adam it has spread and it has infected everyone. Just as somebody might die with COVID-19, the virus is still alive in them, so you could literally become infected from somebody who has already died of the COVID-19 infection. In the same way, sin spreads around and it comes about because of one person's disobedience. One person doing something that he knew was not right, it was not healthy, it was not the right thing to do. Third similarity is that COVID-19 and sin are unseen forces that have real world impacts, real world effects. COVID-19 is an unseen force. You know, as human beings, we did not have the technology to see a virus until the 1930s when more powerful microscopes were invented. We kind of guessed they were there, but many people wrongly thought that viruses were another form of bacteria, uh, but they, they didn't know until the 1930s. Uh, it was a completely unseen force. It was only visible by a microscope, and even now it's only visible by a microscope by using the right tests or by examining the effects of the disease in people and society. Something invisible has such a great impact on us. Well, in the same way, sin is an unseen force. It's only visible as we look through the lens of Scripture instead of the microscope. We can see it by looking through God's Word. We can see it by using the right kind of test to see the effects, to see the impacts it has. And we can see it by examining its worst effects in people and society. And we have to look at those worst effects. Something that we don't see, again, has such a tremendous impact. Well, the fourth similarity that I noted between COVID-19 and sin is that they are both highly infectious. COVID-19 is highly infectious and it spreads very quickly, especially through our social networks. The people that we not just casually come in contact with, but people who we are in regular or prolonged contact with. No part of humanity is unaffected right now. This very day, there's no part of humanity that is unaffected by COVID-19. Something that 
didn't exist in humans five months ago, six months ago, now has affected the entire world, all of humanity. Well, in the same way, sin is also highly infectious and it spreads very quickly, especially through our social networks. And no part of humanity today is unaffected by sin. A fifth similarity, COVID-19 and sin affect people even when they don't know it. It's a reality even when you don't realize it. COVID-19 infects many people even when they don't realize that they have it or they may not believe that they have it. There are many people who are spreading COVID-19 today who don't think that they're infected, who don't think that they're part of the problem, who don't think that it has influenced them uh, or is, is present in their lives. They think they're healthy. They think they're fine. And yet uh, they are infectious. And some of these people are even super spreaders of COVID-19. They're spreading it to a lot of people without even having any signs of the sickness in their lives. People are infected with COVID-19 and infectious long before symptoms appear. In fact, they're thinking now that at least three to four days before you have symptoms, you might be infectious. Uh, And some latest research is suggesting that 50% of people, this is half of people who are infected with COVID-19 don't have any symptoms of it, and they don't realize they have it. Half of all people who are infected don't even realize that they have it. Yet all these people spread the virus, and they spread death to people around them. In the same way, sin works in people even when they don't realize it, or even when they don't believe they have sin. People are infected by and infectious with sin long before anything bad seems to happen. And some people, they're like super spreaders of sin uh, without having any kind of negative effects of sin, at least in this life. Yet, all these people spread sin and death to those around them. Powerful forces here. The sixth similarity, number six, is that COVID-19 and sin both seem inconsistent in their effects. The the outcomes are very, very inconsistent across people. Well, COVID-19 clearly doesn't affect everyone in the same way. Some people have a minor illness. Uh, Some people have differing symptoms. Not everybody has the fever. Not everybody has the dry cough. Some people lose their sense of taste. Uh, our sense of smell, uh, a number of just strange things. Some people have a very serious illness. Some die as a direct result of the virus, and some die as an indirect result of the virus. Now, the problem here is that because it's so inconsistent, COVID-19 lulls people into denial that they're even part of the problem. It lulls people into a false sense of security that, oh, I'm not going to get sick. I'm not going to be one of those who die. Uh, it causes people to make assumptions that, well, I, I'm clearly I don't have it, even though they do, and they've been spreading it. And it leads people 
to the failure to realize that they are carriers of this disease causing death in our world, death in our society. Some of the people who caused the greatest amount of death through COVID-19, some of these super spreaders don't even realize it, don't even know it. Sin works in the same way. It doesn't affect everyone in the same way either. Some people who sin uh, have seemingly minor consequences. Some people have different kinds of problems or issues because of their sin. Uh, Some people have serious consequences. Uh, Some die as a direct result of their sin. Some die as the indirect result of their sin. But because it's so inconsistent, sin lulls people into a denial that they're part of the problem, even though, as the Bible says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It lulls people into a false sense of security. Hey, I'm okay. I'm right with God. There's nothing wrong with me. Uh, There's no problems in my life. Uh, Or at least I'm not as bad as Hitler, or I'm not as bad as Stalin, or I'm not as bad as my next door neighbor. Uh, So uh, it also lulls people into assumptions that, well, I, I don't have a problem with sin, even though they do. And it lulls people into the failure to recognize and realize that because of the sin in their lives, they are carriers of death in our world. Number seven, COVID-19 and sin are the same force that produce many effects. COVID-19 is one entity that is causing the full range of these effects from no symptoms to death, from mildest to most severe in those infected with the virus. But it's the same virus working in all people. And over time, what happens? It starts to mutate a little bit. It takes on a little bit different characteristics, but it's all from the same virus. Now, sin, again, is one entity that causes those full range of effects in people's lives from the mildest to the most severe. It's the same sin working in all people. It might mutate a bit so that your sin looks different than my sin, but it's still sin. It's still trespass. It's still wrongdoing that we're all involved in. Number eight, COVID-19 and sin have many harmful and damaging secondary effects. Now, the real damage here that's being caused by COVID-19 in our world is not really the damage due to people dying, although that is tragic. Every, Every death is a tragedy, and we always have to remember that because as more and more people die, we tend to become more and more insensitive to it. Every single death is a tragedy. But COVID-19 has led to many damaging, harmful, secondary, and even tertiary, third third order impacts that don't seem to be directly related to the, the virus. I mean, think about the relational problems that have come up because of COVID-19. You know, people not being able to date, not being able to connect with their loved ones, uh, not being able to mourn those uh, who die, not being able to be at the bedside of those who are sick. Think how relationally damaging that is. Uh, or uh, the social problems 
that we're experiencing, the different kinds of lawlessness and, and some people being hypervigilant regarding um, uh, <clears throat> social distancing, thinking that they're supposed to be like the police and correct everybody else to those who say, well, to heck with it all. I'm going to live the way that I want to live and I don't care about the impact that it has. It's causing a sense of social breakdown. Um, the, the economic effects, uh, people losing their businesses, people losing their jobs, nations going into ever-increasing amounts of debt. I uh, just read that uh, the, the debt that the, the United States has just taken on in its multi-trillion uh, dollar uh, rescue package is, is equal to 125% of the entire annual income of the United States. I mean, that's, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of debt for anybody to take on, especially a nation, even a big, powerful nation like the, the U.S. The U.K. is the same way. Uh, and all of these problems are secondary or tertiary problems that are being caused by COVID-19. In some respects, the number of people infected by COVID-19 is relatively small with regard to the number of people who are affected by the presence of COVID-19 in our world right now. Sin is the same way. Sin has led to many damaging and harmful secondary and even tertiary impacts that really don't seem to be related to the sin that's committed. You know, so somebody who uh, maybe is uh, uh, having an affair doesn't recognize how their adultery might impact uh, their marriage, uh, even though the, other, the spouse may not even be aware of it, which impacts other things in our lives and has a ripple effect. Uh, the business that doesn't treat its employees well uh, might lead to somebody walking in and uh, toward poverty or struggling to make ends meet financially, which causes relational breakdown uh, in their family, which maybe causes them uh, to be less effective parents, and so on and so on. Uh, the effects of sin just kind of ripple out in the same way that the effects of COVID-19 has kind of rippled out so that the effects of sin affect everybody in our world. And the problem is we do not see how our sin directly affects our society around us, yet our sin indeed directly affects our society around us, our, the people around us, everything in life. COVID-19 and, and sin are the same in that way. And the final one, number nine, COVID-19 and sin both affect every aspect of life on our planet today. Every aspect of life. COVID-19 affects those people who do not seem to be infected by it. COVID-19 affects every aspect of our lives right now. Our physical life, uh, our intellectual, uh, emotional, uh, spiritual, social, economic, e even our very land. Uh, we can see the effects uh, of, of COVID-19 all around us. All the research that has stopped so that people can focus on COVID-19. All the medical care that people have not received that they've needed because the resources have had to go 
uh, to help those with COVID-19 and deal with this, this tremendous issue. Uh, so on and so on and so on. Every aspect of life. In the same way, sin affects even those people who do not seem to be infected by it. Uh, but we all are, as we know. Uh, sin affects every aspect of our lives. The spiritual, the physical, the emotional, the intellectual, the relational, the economic, even our very land is infected and affected by our sin. And so when we look at these two things together, we can learn a lot about sin just by looking at COVID-19. But there's a few things in which COVID-19 and sin differ, and we need to understand these things as well. Unlike COVID-19, Every person on the planet is infected by sin leading to death. Everyone, as the Bible says, all have sinned and fallen short of the, the glory of God. Every single human being has been infected by sin. And sin causes death, unlike COVID-19, sin causes death 100% of the time. The issue is that sin causes spiritual death immediately, but it also leads to death in all of its forms in our lives. Sin is 100% fatal, whereas COVID-19 may be only 3 to 5% fatal. And unlike COVID-19, there is a cure for sin. It's the cross of Christ. In the cross of Christ, Jesus Christ heals us of sin and gives us, if you will, a vaccination against further more serious infections after we've been healed and set free. But it only happens through the cross. There is no other antidote for sin but the cross of Christ. There is no other solution for the problem of sin in our world but the cross of Jesus Christ. There is no other hope for a vaccine against the, the worst effects of sin in our world except the cross of Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on the cross. That's where the vaccination comes. It's the blood of one who was never infected by sin. Jesus is the only person since Adam who came into this world without sin, and he's been the only person who lived his life without sin, without being infected by the death of sin. And therefore, his blood cleanses us from all unrighteousness. His blood is completely pure. His blood, shed on the cross, restores us and gives us life where before we had death because of sin. And it's important for us to understand as well, when we look at passages like Isaiah 53, where it says that by his stripes, by his wounds, we are healed, that when they use that word healing, it refers to the, the totality of healing, not only spiritual healing, but also uh, physical healing, emotional healing, intellectual healing, relational healing, um, uh, social healing, every aspect of life can be healed 
through the cross of Christ. In the cross, Jesus bore our sickness, bore the curse of sin, bore all the consequences of sin in himself on that cross so that sin and its consequences would not have dominion over us. It's through faith in Jesus Christ, in the cross of Christ, that we receive that cure, that we are made alive. It's by grace through faith in Jesus Christ that we receive the purifying power of the cross, cleansing us from all sin in our lives. And also giving us, if you will, a vaccination against sin as we continue to live in this world. Because as long as we live in this world, we live in a world that's been contaminated by sin. You know, as long as we live in this world, the COVID-19 will continue to exist. COVID-19 will not cease to exist when we have a vaccine for it. COVID-19 will not cease to exist when people, maybe some people are immune to it. COVID-19 will not cease to exist until that day that Jesus comes again and makes the whole world new and eliminates all of those things that cause sickness and death and pain and misery. And Jesus is going to do that. But in the meantime, we will live in a world that has COVID-19 in it. In the same way, we will continue to live in a world that has sin in it. And in order to live boldly and effectively in that world, we need the cross of Christ. We need the, if you will, vaccination that the blood of Jesus shed on the cross provides for us against the power of sin in our lives. And this vaccination of the blood of Jesus Christ enables us to resist sin in our lives. You don't have to give in to sin. You can resist it no matter what it is, no matter what you're going through, you can resist the sin in your life. The blood of Jesus Christ also enables us to live without the fear of sin and death. You know, I'm not afraid of getting COVID-19. I pray that I don't. Uh, and I pray that if I do, that it doesn't kill me. But I don't have a fear of it because I know that the power of Jesus is greater than the power of COVID-19. I don't fear my death because I know that the power of Jesus is greater than the power of death. And that means that I can live in this world. Yes, I'm taking precautions. Yes, I'm following government guidelines with regard to COVID-19. And I would encourage everybody to do that. But in doing that, I don't do it out of fear. I do it out of honoring for our government and out of honoring the people around me. But I certainly don't do it out of fear of sin and death. As Christians, we don't have to live in fear of sin and death in our world. Because Jesus Christ has overcome those. And because we are, if you will, vaccinated with the blood of Jesus Christ, we can engage boldly with people who are still infected by sin so that they too might hear of the redemptive blood of Jesus Christ. So that they too might surrender their lives to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That's why God has us in this world, to advance his kingdom and to share the good news that Jesus Christ has cured the power of sin 
and developed a vaccination that will enable us to live boldly, faithfully, joyfully in this world that's infected by and overcome by the power of sin and death right now. But we have to remember, if you will, to activate our vaccination every day. And how you do that? We do that through repentance. When we sin, when that sin starts to intrude in our lives again, as it always does because we live in a world that's broken by trespasses and sins, when it starts to intrude again into our lives, we simply turn again to the cross of Christ and say, Jesus, I confess that I have sinned. I confess that I have done wrong. And I thank you for your forgiveness. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness by your blood shed on that cross. I'm going to choose to live differently because you have set me free from the power of sin. And when we do that, it is effective 100% of the time. Not because we do it, but because of the power of the cross of Christ. It's that powerful over all the powerful, all the, all the power of sin. Well, I think COVID-19 is a powerful present-day example of the effects of sin and our need for a Savior. And hopefully, it will help us become more effective sharing the good news of what Jesus Christ came to do. Because the thing is, we don't need people to focus more on the sin. Just as we don't need to hear a lot more stories about COVID-19, you know what we all want to hear about? We all want to hear about the cure. We all want to hear stories about the vaccination for COVID-19, about the treatment for COVID-19. And you know what? In the same way, people in our world, they don't want to hear more stories about how bad sin is. What they want to hear is the good news that there is a Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who has done everything that it takes to cure us from sin, vaccinate us against its ongoing power, and give us life instead of death. And we need to remind people, and we need to remind ourselves, that we receive the free gift of this cure for sin by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, who died on the cross and rose from the dead. We must surrender our lives fully to Jesus to receive this cure. And if you're watching this, or if you're listening to this, and you've never fully surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, right now is the time to do it. And it's not complicated. Just go before the Lord in your own, in your own heart, your own place. I encourage you again to pray out loud. But just say, Lord Jesus, I choose to give my life to you. I surrender myself to you. By your grace, forgive me of my sin. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness and lead my life. Fill me with the power, fill me with your Holy Spirit, and lead me in your power. Just a prayer like that, in your own words, in your own heart, right now, will activate, will cause you to receive the free gift that Jesus Christ has made the way. And even the Holy Spirit right now is stirring in your heart, stirring in your mind, to empower you to do that because it's not by our works that this happens. It's 100% the grace of God. 
God has developed this cure and freely distributes it to all who will receive. And that's such a great bit of news. For the rest of us, those who have surrendered our lives to Jesus Christ already and who are walking in that cure, just remember in this season, no matter what's going on, no matter what you're going through, it's in the grace of God that you will stand. You have everything you need in Jesus Christ. You will go through this in Christ Jesus. Be encouraged. Be strong. Be faithful in the grace of God. Let us pray. Gracious God, we love you, we honor you, and we worship you. Thank you for all that you've done in us and through us. Thank you that you have set us free from the power of sin. Father, I pray that you would help us more effectively to communicate with people around us the reality of sin, or maybe use COVID-19 as a potent example of the power of sin in our world today. And I pray, Father God, that we would see in our nation hundreds of thousands of people surrendering their lives to Jesus Christ in this season. By your grace, let your Holy Spirit come and stir in the hearts of people all across this land so that they receive Christ as Lord and Savior. We love you, we praise you, we worship you and adore you. And we do all this in Jesus' name. Amen.